can you tell us a little bit about how food relates to the Latino population? Yeah, definitely. I mean, food is such a huge part of the Latin culture, and uh, especially when it comes to diet and when it comes to diabetes, you know, I, I feel that the Latin community has a tendency to kind of like get a diagnosis that, you know, we are going to eat bad food and boring food if you're diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And that's what I'm here to, you know, to to kind of like claim that you don't have to sacrifice flavor. And how did you start this research in, in in your work? How did this come up to where you were interested in learning about you know, eating exciting food, even if you have something like diabetes. Right. Well, this came to me because it's a kind of like a very personal topic. My grandfather died from complications of type 2 diabetes, so I know how serious the disease can be. And all of a sudden, my family really became uh, very conscious about, hey, what are we doing, you know? And the other thing is that the Latin community in this country, almost 13% of the Hispanic population is already diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And that's why I started to work with Merck and the American Diabetes Association on this program called America's Diabetes Challenge. And really our goal is to empower the Latin community to take control over type 2 diabetes and to work with their doctors to reach and set their A1C goal and understand the risks of low blood sugar. And do you have any sort of statistics? Um, Can you tell me a little bit about how this relates to people in Texas specifically? Well, in Texas, I have to say that, you know, we're very – meat-oriented here. We're very Mexican-oriented here. And I think that one of the misconceptions that uh, some people might have with Latin food is that it's very heavy and not very healthy. And one of the things that I try to do with the program is to come up with recipes that are more diabetes friendly. You know, like I was saying at the beginning, I feel that it's a mission that I have as a chef and as a Latina to provide recipes and to make everyone eat together, the the whole family as a unity. You know, I think that one of the worst things that you can do is isolate a member of the family if they have type 2 diabetes. And do you have a favorite recipe that you like to make? Well, I have a bunch of them. That's actually a little bit of a difficult question, you know. But one of the recipes I um, that, you know, as a Brazilian, um, I love to eat feijoada. And one of the recipes that I did a perfect example of a transformation is a turkey sausage and black bean soup, which is a kind of like a leaner version of a weekday, you know, feijoada. And those are recipes that you can find on our website along with bilingual resources and tips. And one of the things that we want to do on our on our website, Sarah, is to really engage with the community and we want people to share their stories. Just like I share my story of how my grandmother used to struggle 
to take care of my grandfather. We want to hear the successes and the challenges that the community have when taking care of a loved one with type 2 diabetes. I think our listeners will be heading over there very soon. (laughs) Thank you so much, Leticia, for talking to us today. Thank you, and go one more time to americasdiabeteschallenge.com to share your story. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.